to know the team. I donations what you All right, everyone, we are back with a very exciting episode. Not only is this the first episode post finale, but we have a special guest and you're definitely going to recognize his voice. So we'll just kick it off. I'm Lauren. I am Aiden. Woo! And this is Idol. Idol Nation. Woo! We are very excited. Everyone around the country is just freaking out right now. This is what they've been longing for. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Of course, my pleasure. I'm going to give you guys some brief background on Aiden. For those of you who were not able to catch his story from the beginning, this is some inside insight that I also did not know. So I'm going to have to ask you a few questions about it, but here we go. Mm-hmm. From his classical pi- piano, choir, opera, and music theory beginnings in suburban South Orange County to his massive solo and full band indie rock performances after COVID quarantine in college, Aiden Boyer is no stranger to living life fully devoted to music and discovering himself entirely through music. His sound draws influences from uplifting arena alternative rock outfits such as Coldplay, Kensington, and Keen, and the glorious ambiances of groups like Hammock and Bears Den, which I'll need to also ask about. Sure, yeah, no worries. Aiden has gained widespread international notoriety as a music performance and composition major at CalArts after his musical comedy videos racked up millions of views on TikTok in 2020. His videos have received praise from big name musicians such as Lizzo, Claro, Colleen Ballinger, and Charlie Puth. Yeah. Are some of these people, are these all artists or are some of them like TikTok people? No, they're all uh, well-known artists. Okay. Uh, Colleen Ballinger is a uh, mainly known for being a YouTuber, but the other three are musicians. Uh, I definitely and- know Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. I do know some about music, but clearly not enough. No, um, that's all right. <laughs> Upon be receiving his BFA degree from CalArts in late 2021, Aiden released his debut EP, Caseload, a series of songs he wrote just before and at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic to help him cope with the overwhelm of the world around him. The five-song collection was recorded with his band of CalArts comrades and engineered, mixed, and mastered by Robert Adams Stevenson of a silent film at Revolver Recordings. 2023 has been Aiden's most promising year yet. He was a contestant on season 21 of American Idol, where he advanced to the top 55. We're both doing Raise the Roof and received major accolades from Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and songwriting mentor Philip Phillips. He's released another new single called Tranquilize and is currently hard at work arranging the remainder of the new songs on his sophomore EP set to release this year. This project will amplify the disability community and will feature many of Aiden's fellow artist colleagues of various mediums and with various disabilities. Apart from music, Aiden is a staunch autism inclusion and anti-bullying advocate. He uses his platform and his own experience living with autism to help make a positive difference on social media and the community. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That is intense. Oh my gosh. Well, you have quite a resume, so I'm excited to learn all about you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Of course. So I'm just going to kick it off to your background. And I know you mentioned this a bit in the on American Idol, but just for a little bit more insight, what inspired you to start playing music? Um, I like to think it's because my dad played trombone for me when I was in the womb. <laughs> my dad's a trombonist and he's a musician and my parents are both very artsy. 
Uh, so naturally, just being involved in the arts uh, was my destiny, I suppose. Um, but my parents especially really got me into it after they discovered that I had uh, uh, absolute pitch. Uh, when I was messing around with a toy keyboard, I was able to identify the pitches just by hearing them. Uh, and my parents freaked out over that and they put me in lessons and uh, uh, I started piano lessons when I was five. Then uh, I was, I'd always been singing to myself. So I was put in a boys choir when I was eight. And then I just fell in love with both of those. And I've just been classically trained up until that point. I really began to uh, focus a lot more on singer songwriter stuff uh, uh, around halfway through my teenage years. And uh, that became my career path. That is awesome. It's it's like so amazing that you're actually able to follow your passion. So many people are just working these nine to five jobs yeah. and you're like truly loving every day, right? Oh yeah. I, I am so grateful. So, so, so grateful. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so I actually had a question about perfect or absolute pitch because I did not know what that meant. So like does that also mean, does it help you when you hear a song to like know how to then translate it like onto the keyboard because you can identify all those sounds or can you just yeah. any yeah. insight on that? Yeah, ultimately I'm able to identify any pitch that I hear. Uh, for example, uh, let's try, test it out right now. Just sing some random pitch. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm no, so tone deaf. No, it's okay. It's okay. Just do it. Just a, uh, just any, anything like that. Uh, That's a, a C half sharp. Oh my gosh. I never even heard of a half sharp. Yeah. Half, half sharp is, is like post-tonal harmony, but yeah, it's about C, C uh, up uh, 50 cents and, and C sharp down 50 cents. So it's a, it's a microtonal harmony. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. <laughs> wait, but when you were a child and that you were discovering this, were you just making your voice match the sounds of the keyboard exactly? Or did you somehow know some of these terms? Like I just somehow knew, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know what sensor microtones were yeah. yet, as a child, but I was like, oh, that's the closest to a C or a D or an E, e flat. Wow. Uh, it, it just came so naturally to me. And, and I, you know, I sometimes forget that, that it's not the case for other people. It's, it's just, uh, just a natural ability, I guess. Yeah, that's seriously such an amazing gift. What a unique thing to bring to the table. I feel like you'd be so helpful in like any band or like any artist room. I I suppose, but sometimes, you know, it's it makes it hard to, you know, do that because when a lot of your other uh, bandmates or colleagues don't have uh, absolutely oh, yeah. because then you're like, oh no, play this. Oh wait, I forget you can't you can't do that. Oh my god. The pitch beforehand. <laughs> wow. So. So yeah, it's a blessing and a curse in a lot of other ways too. <laughs> Dang. Okay, well, I'm very impressed. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you, I know that some of your musical influences are Coldplay. You've referenced some of them before, but can you give us a little bit of insights? Like who is Hammock and Bear's Den? Yeah, so Hammock and Bear's Den are two groups that really, really make usage of a lot of uh, ambient uh pads uh in the background hammock is especially just an ambient group uh with just lots of reverb lots of uh shoegaze influences that are just so heavy on reverb that just create this wall of massive sound that i have just come to absolutely crave and uh coldplay you know had incorporated so much of that uh as subtleties in the background of uh a lot of their uh mid-era and later music uh that I just 
have come to love so unbelievably much. And uh, Bear's Den is like that, but they're a bit more uh, stripped down kind of on the folk side, but they make great usage of ambient uh, pads in the background that really kind of coat the sound and really make it moist, <laughs> if, you, if, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so it's just crucial to, to my sound. Uh, I love having those ambiences and uh, backing synthesizers and, and things like that, that really kind of uh, help the music be uh, more, you know, felt, I guess. Yeah. The way that you're describing it, I do feel like I could feel it in my soul. Like it's more like texturized and like smooth. I yeah. know moist sounds smooth, but I feel like sometimes the ambient sounds are probably I mean, a little more rough. I don't know. It's it's both. It can be both. I mean, especially in shoegaze music, it can be very rough because there is like a lot of distortion and a lot of that. Uh, so, um, yeah. Nice. And you have, I know that you, some members of Coldplay did watch your performance at American Idol, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they did. Uh, not clear if it was just Chris Martin or, or but, but it's definitely at least Chris Martin. <laughs> That's seriously amazing. It, it absolutely blew me away. I could not believe it. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Have you always been an Idol fan? To be honest, no. Um, I never watched American Idol at all um, until I was cast for it. So I'm oh, one, wow. of the, one of the few people who was actually cast for American Idol. I never watched the show at all. I had seen like one season of The Voice. It also happened to be the same season that Way was on. Uh, and, you know, I had heard of American Idol and I'd known of some of the winners, you know, like Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I was really just uh, enamored by um, the viral clips I'd seen on the internet of Alejandro Aranda. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, and and so yeah, that was kind of my only exposure to Idol. Um, I was actually found by two separate casting directors on two separate occasions. So so um, my uh, um, uh, my first uh, experience happened when I was busking at Santa Monica Promenade in late 2021. Oh my uh, I, gosh. I one of the casting directors actually walked by me while I was busking. And then I later got an email uh, and it was like, hey, we're a casting director team for American Idol. And I didn't take it too seriously because I had also, because I hadn't watched the show, I had all these preconceived notions about it uh, with reality TV and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just, I was afraid that they were just going to mold me into someone who I wasn't. And, uh, and also I was just about to graduate college working on my graduation recital. So the timing wouldn't have been right anyway. I didn't really follow through with that at all. Then mm -hmm. fast forward to summer of 2022, uh, about a year ago or so, um, I had another casting director reached out to me and, and he said the same exact thing. And then I was like, okay, how many casting directors are there? <laughs> Probably like hundreds, right? And I looked and I saw there was only 10. Oh, and wow. At that point, at that point, I was like, I think I need to do some research on this. I think I, this might be a good opportunity for me actually after all. So I did a bunch of research and I just came to the conclusion that I just wanted to try it out. I didn't take it too seriously. Uh, you know, just wanted to try it out. I thought it could, you know, maybe help me bring my music career forward. But I also was so ready in the back of my head to just, um, you know, uh, be so ultra hyper prepared for, um, uh, 
uh, them trying to change me or mold me into a box and whatnot. Uh, so I was ready. Um, I did a Zoom scre screening, I suppose. I uh, didn't take it too seriously. Uh, got a callback, and lo and behold, immediately after the callback, they're like, "We'd like to, we'd like you to sing for the judges." And I was not at all ready for that. I thought they were going to have like five or six callbacks. And, and, and I was like, no way, are you serious? Oh my gosh. And, and, and they were like, yeah. And so then I spent three more hours on that meeting doing all the things they asked me to do, filling out forms, making some extra video things. And I was like, wow, it's happening. Oh my God, it's actually happening. Oh my gosh. Uh, I had also just gotten my, uh, my first job as a teacher at that point as well. So I had to work that out. Uh, I came downstairs and I told my family and, you know, I hadn't told them too much about this because I wasn't really taking it too seriously. And they, they kind of just started freaking out and I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, this is legit. This is legit. Um, so um, at that point, I really sat down. I binged <laughs> the entire last season. I watched every single episode, every single performance. Uh, it was still on Hulu at that point. So mm -hmm. I was really, really just getting to know the ins and outs of the competition and uh, uh, trying to gather, take notes on the sort of thing uh, to expect. It was still the summer, so I had all the time to do that. And, you know, I was really enlightened by doing that because I feel like the show has just gotten so much more progressive yeah. and and so much more inclusive and they allow you to be yourself. Mm -hmm. a lot more and that is what uh i really really learned uh from that uh so uh i was so happy to finally go all in and then once they said you're going to hollywood that's when i finally knew i'm this is this is amazing i am doing this oh my gosh that's seriously amazing and it, yeah, like you. from from what i've seen what i hope is real and like what i've heard from contestants is that the producers really don't try to give you a bad idea like they truly are there to support you and yeah. like the judges are for the most part like just as supportive as well and truly like want you to succeed so yeah. and i do feel that like from a viewer's point of view american idol is doing a good job of like showcasing like different like sometimes political or like controversial elements of society that a lot of other shows that a lot of reality shows just like won't touch so i do appreciate that a lot and yeah i'm glad they gave you a platform as well and also Honor. thank thank you for being so vulnerable um i am i couldn't even imagine what that must have been like it, just even singing in front of the judges um and you just like let your emotion shine and it, i think it just allowed everyone to like connect with you all around the country <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that that it worked out that way. I'm so glad that the intent of me asking the directors to keep that footage of me in a vulnerable state uh, equaled the impact. Uh, it really has meant the world to me, uh, you know. And I don't get made fun of for it at all. I I it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. It paid off a thousand percent. And I just uh, am especially grateful for Jaina and Summer for leading me on and helping me get through that and my mom and you know a lot of this extremely accommodating staff yeah I feel like we didn't get to see I wish that we could have seen your journey longer but even like from the beginning where you first entered to um when you had to leave I feel like there was so much growth that happened like it seemed like you were you were always really receptive to the judges um feedback but at yeah. the end like oh dang it I wish I would have wrote down the line 
um, you said something like, you're like, I'm not going through, but this experience was, I don't know, damn it. I should have wrote it down. No, it's, that is pretty much what I said. I said, I'm, I'm super bummed, but I'm just great. Endlessly grateful for this experience. Yeah. And I, we're also grateful that you were on the show as well. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so more questions about the show. So what was your personal favorite performance for you? Uh, that I, that I saw. Yeah. Or that you, uh, that you performed. Oh, that I performed. Yeah. Uh, ironically, it was first round of Hollywood week performance challenge. It was the one thing they did not air. That was my favorite thing I did. Okay. I seriously was like going through my notes. Cause we have spreadsheets of like watch each contestant song. And I couldn't find that. Yeah. They didn't air it. And that was probably my personal best and personal favorite performance I've ever done in my life actually. Uh, and I'm just so happy with how well it went. And it was so well received by everybody, standing ovations from everybody in the room. And just, it was so emotional and beautiful. And yeah, they didn't air it. <laughs> so it goes performance challenge, duets, and then showstoppers, right? Yeah, yeah. So what song did you perform? I performed Tranquilize, my new original song. Oh. So the hope was to release Tranquilize uh, immediately after they aired that, but they never, oh, dang. so I released Tranquilize without people knowing that I had sung it on American Idol, but you know, Hey, it just surpassed a thousand streams on Spotify. So I'm so grateful that people Ooh. are still streaming it. And we'll link to it in the, um, little description of this podcast too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so then you'll get eight more streams. Well, it would be really cool if they had like an episode where they just revealed all of the performances that were unaired. That would be amazing. Maybe we that can like really advocate cool. for that. Yeah, definitely. That would be really cool. It, it was really amazing. There were some incredible people that didn't get any airtime and I wish the world got to, you know, see them. Well, hopefully we'll somehow see them again. Or, and I know Ben Bennett's like podcast is helping give them a platform. So that's awesome. Yeah. He's, uh, he's great. <laughs> What was the most meaningful piece of advice that you received from judges or your friends in the cast? Hmm. I mean, everything was so meaningful. Uh, everything was meaningful. Uh, but I think probably the most meaningful thing wasn't directly said to me. It was what Lionel said to a lot of the other contestants. If you win, you win, but if you lose, <laughs> learn, uh, that, that really stuck out to me quite a bit. Just all the praise from Lionel just meant the world to me that he, he saw that in me. Uh, on Bennett's podcast, I talked about an unaired moment where uh, Lionel said, I have a friend I want you to work with and his name is Elton John. And probably the most meaningful thing that, that was directly said to me was when Lionel said, I want to write a song with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so excited. And I actually wrote in my notes that day. I was like, this is probably worth a lot more than even like getting the idol like oh, yeah. crown because like sometimes you might be tied into weird contracts but just having that connection with lionel and being able to really be creative completely your own yeah yeah oh my god i it's met the world and and everyone's always asking me has it happened yet <laughs> is it happening and it hasn't yet but uh i'm i'm awaiting it and and if and honestly i also want to clarify if it doesn't happen i'm 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 fine i'm already <laughs> so unbelievably fulfilled by just the praise that he's given me throughout this journey. And I know he's busy, so <laughs> no pressure on him. Of course, I would still love to write with him, but if he doesn't follow through that, I'm totally okay with that. Maybe after his tour, he'll have a little bit of a break. 
But yeah, yeah. he even said, like, not when he was just giving you feedback, but you could hear all the feedback that he was saying to the other judges that he he said he wanted to work with you, like, behind the scenes, too. So I think he truly meant it. Yeah, I he's a man of his word. Uh, you just know it from from him. Just in oh. general. everybody's dad, everybody's uncle, grandfather, you know, just yeah, amazing human being. Yeah, I actually made these for um, the finale last night. <laughs> Lionel Richie head for those. Vibes. I love it. <laughs> um, I was smiling when you brought up when you when you win when you lose you learn because I heard Lionel say that and I actually made um like a reel about it because on that same episode, who was it? It was Zachariah and I forgot who he did his duet with, but they didn't know any Isaac of the lyrics. Isaac Brown. They yeah. um they didn't know any of the lyrics and Isaac ends up saying, feeling like a stupid kid, going <laughs> yeah. to a stupid school. And so I made like an American Idol University like ad. <laughs> and so the, the fact that you brought it up, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Seeing that live was also so fun and 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 just had all of us smiling and we were just so happy for both of them. <laughs> Did that happen before or after y'all's performance? Um it was it was before I think uh, before oh. I think we were one of the last groups so yeah I think I it, never, that happened before it was um you guys definitely knew all the lyrics like and you're also so for those of you listening back uh, home, I did stumble a bit <laughs> but you couldn't tell that much yeah blah 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 true survivor or, or <laughs> pen the pieces of my life yeah I messed up there uh well, but. It's better than feeling like a stupid kid coming home yeah. from stupid school. But okay, hey, even that is <laughs> so commendable. I yeah. just, you know, they just went for it, man. So for those of y'all back home, um, Aiden did, he was the only trio for duets week. And he yeah. performed with Summer Joy and Jaina Elise. Yeah. Yes. And they had a very interesting and like awesome rendition of I'm still standing with Ellen John, which is actually one of my favorite songs. I loved how you guys really made it your own and you all did your own little element. And then you came together to make it like a huge performance. Yeah. It was awesome. It worked. I can't even begin to explain how well it worked out. It was the best possible case scenario. How often or how long did you have to practice that? Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, it was very late at night. It was like 11 PM and, and then. I, you know, went and had my meltdown and then all of that happened. And then I had to take another break after that and uh, go to the hotel room and take a quick power nap and, and just to reset. And, uh, and then I came back and Jaina and Summer had already picked the song. I did not know the song. I, I'm familiar with Elton John, but I was not familiar with that song for oh some gosh. So I don't know how, uh, <laughs> especially since I compared to Elton John all the time and he's legendary, but uh, I, I, uh, uh, didn't know the song. So I, I just uh, learned it really quickly. Uh, we just divided and conquered basically for so much of it. I helped, I learned to decipher the chords and, and Jana and Summer were doing harmonies and I just was tasked with learning the melody because I was the one of the three that did not know the song. Um, but you also played it on the piano. <laughs> I, I just listened to it a bunch and, and I just, uh, really established the chord progressions. I had a piece of paper. I, I used my classical music theory because I just could not think through pop music theory. Uh, I, I went to my OG writing Roman numerals and like full oh my that sort of thing on the piece of paper uh, because I had to transcribe it. I, I mean, I had to, yeah, I had to transcribe it, but I also had to transpose it because 
you know, it just, I'm a bass baritone. I can't sing as high as Elton John does in, in his chest voice. Otherwise it would be, I'm still standing. You know, it's like kind of going back and forth between registers. So I had to go in that key. Uh, it was much better. Uh, and I thought it was really good for Jaina and Summer to show off. Jaina got to show off her lower register and then Summer got to show her, her higher register. And yeah, it worked out so well. But to, to answer your question, though, it, it, it was not long enough. We just took like two, three hours. Uh, and then we had a uh, rehearsal with Antonio and Justin, the vocal coaches. After that, I think the two of them stayed up a bit longer, but I had to go to bed. I had yeah. to. Uh, so I went to bed, slept for like two and a half hours, woke up at 5.30. And I was still high on adrenaline and ate breakfast. And just we just kept taking every opportunity to work on it until we performed it at like uh, noon or so, something like that. I don't know. I lost concept of time that day. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is absolutely insane. It was less than 12 hours. I cannot wrap my head around that. Yeah, it was an I, overnight thing. I've seriously just learned, I've even just learned so many music terms in this one conversation. So <laughs> like, that is seriously amazing. Well, congratulations. I, I have to thank uh, Jaina and Summer, most of all, uh, for being the best group setting uh, where all of us are equally leaders that I've ever been in my, in my life. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, it was amazing. And I feel like, I mean, it, and so during this experience, it ended up being that there was an odd number of contestants. So you didn't uh, end up having a partner at the end, which is why you ended up going with them. But um, you did have a, you you can, you called it a meltdown. Yeah. Um, it was, I was, I don't know. It was like, it was a lot to take in, you know? And I feel like really grateful again that you said, I think you specifically said like, thank you for like giving me this platform. This is like a part of my disability that people need to see. Yeah. And obviously this was so difficult for everybody, but the things that triggered that meltdown ultimately sprung out of my experience being on the spectrum, my experiences of being excluded throughout my life and the trauma that has come from that. So uh, I'm just glad that, you know, because that whole duet thing was also a universal struggle that I was able to help br build a bridge to that side of my disability, which ultimately led to that. Wow. I can't, I truly, obviously I can't imagine, but, um, it seemed like they were very excited and supportive and, and really excited to be part of the trio as well. I think it gave them an opportunity to showcase elements of their voice that they wouldn't have been able to without your guidance. You know, you probably encouraged them and you were also equally a leader. So shout out to the trio for pulling that off. The trio, AKA the Ho Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah. The Holy Trinity. I like that better. Yeah. It is obvious that, and I've heard, um, Oliver actually said that y'all like this was the most tight knit contestant group that he thinks there's ever been. Would you agree? I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Uh, but you know, of course I'm biased cause I yeah. was on this season and not on other seasons, <laughs> but, but I, you know, the camaraderie was something else and I feel like it continues to be more and more something like that over time. I feel like as a society, we've learned that it, doesn't have to be competitive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be. Competition kills creativity. It kills art. Uh, I've known that from experience as someone who did classical piano for so long. Uh, it, in the classical world, especially, competition is so fierce. And I just was sick and tired of that. And so being over here was 
really, really amazing, uh, especially on this season where it continues to get um, less overtly competitive every yeah. year. If that makes sense. Obviously, it's competitive. Yeah. Obviously, it's still a competition, but you know, everybody's friends and everybody's tight knit anyway. You know, yeah, um, we might have our rivals, but rivals can be friends. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's a competition, but at the end of the day, it's a community more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And you all have like such similar, like you have the same passion, like you want to support each other on your path. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also just to be in there with, with such a different background from so many of the other contestants was also really, really enlightening as well. You know, I, my philosophy on this whole thing is uh, I feel like a lot of people who watch the show uh, think that uh, how far you get in the competition determines your credibility as an artist and it determines how talented you actually are. It determines your ranking socially. Uh, I just don't see it that way at all. It's, it's not like that for me, it's not a competition. It's, it just met, determines how many times you get to sing up on that particular stage. You know, mm -hmm. that's what it is, you know, and obviously there are tons of other people who, who got to sing up on that stage way more than I did and perform on multiple more times than I did, but that's all it is. It's, 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 it's that and only that to me. Um, I was just glad I was able to perform even to begin with, uh, how far you make it in the competition really only determines how many times you just get to perform. Uh, everybody is so blessed, talented, and just, there was not a single person there that was not unbelievably talented in some way. Yeah. So I was just so honored to have been a part of it. And I feel like that is like a really good motto for life. Like just like, it shouldn't be a competition. Just be grateful for the amount of times that you are on like the metaphorical stage. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that like this has op opened up additional opportunities for you and it will probably continue to do that. So can you talk a little bit about your life? Like post idol, has it sparked any conversations for you about either like upping your game as like a autism inclusion and anti-bullying advocate or just musically? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I feel like I've really gotten really good at social media, <laughs> uh, especially since then. Uh, and I like legitimately enjoy doing it. Um, I have a day job as a teacher as well. So I had to continue with that, but I've had so many amazing messages from so many people. Uh, and I just, you know, Chris Martin being one of them that just blew me away. Um, and just the community that I felt from just anybody across the country or, or even the world uh, who's seen me has just been amazing. Uh, I uh, haven't had any managers or like booking agents or any of those people reach out to me just yet. I haven't had any bands reach out to me that uh, have been like, hey, we'd love for you to open for us. Both of those are my dreams, but <laughs> it, I did have uh, a foundation uh, that directly caters towards uh, kicking off people with autism in their careers called the Doug Flutie Foundation reach out to me. And literally just before this, I had a meeting with them oh my and, gosh. Uh, and we got to talk a little bit about that sort of thing. Um, on, uh, they're paying for me to fly out to Boston to perform at Fenway Park uh, at this Are festival. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, we're getting there. We're getting there. And they're also going to help me out with a bunch of email pitches uh, because I'm really hoping to play some solo shows this summer. And hopefully when I'm able to afford it, uh, play shows with my band. 
um, you know, slowly but surely, but things are happening and I'm just so grateful. And uh, uh, I talked to Oliver about this, you know, sometimes I want it to come faster, but you know, it's, it's, it's all in due time. Time is on my side and, and time's on your side when you have a music career. Wow. So just, I'm so grateful. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank when you. is it? Do you know when the Boston show is? Yeah, it is on uh, August 24th, Thursday, August 24th at Fenway Park, where the Boston Red Sox play uh, baseball. And this is uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 pretty major. Uh, and uh, they paid for my flight. They paid for my lodging and and everything. And ultimately, they paid for that with all the money that they raised directly toward helping out artists on the spectrum or anybody on the spectrum in, in their career paths to have the best quality of life ever. You know, in the autism community, one of the big things we talk about is a quality of life. And, and when you, and I, and, and it shouldn't just be, you know, uh, people on the spectrum just longing for purpose as far as, you know, just going to work a custodial job or, or, or a basic thing like that. People on the spectrum should be able to fulfill their actual dreams too. So I just couldn't be more honored to have been a part of this. When I d looked into the Doug Flutie Foundation, I just fell in love with it. And they're helping me out with now finding booking agents, with finding uh, managers, uh, with interacting with people uh, at shows and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, it's, it's just help, they're helping me financially cover the cost of some uh, music equipment that I'm hoping to oh invest gosh. in my sound. It's, it's, it's been amazing. It has been absolutely amazing to, to in the short time that I've been able to work with them. And I cannot wait to be there in Boston. This is truly such an amazing organization. I'm definitely going to look into them and link to yeah. them on the, in the description as well. Yeah. It was started by a, a famous football player named Doug Flutie, uh, who, uh, was active in the Boston sports scene. He has a son with, uh, higher support needs on the spectrum. Uh, but just their mission nowadays is just life-changing and the inclusion that, that I have felt from them has just been phenomenal. And I just love this conversation. They have a, an intern over there who's a, uh, just graduated from Berklee College of Music, uh, who just knows the, the industry, the music industry. And so it's just, it's just awesome. It's Yay. so awesome. I'm Congratulations. So Thank you. Thank you. That's probably the most notable thing that's happened for my career uh, itself since then. Uh, but uh, I'm just excited to see how things continue to develop. Would you be interested in doing like speaking opportunities and stuff beyond like yes. music? Yes, 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 yes. So that's another thing that's on my website. Uh, I have uh, speaking engagements on my website, aidenboyer.com slash speaking. Um, I have gotten a couple of inquiries so far uh, for speaking engagements. Uh, but ultimately, I prompted all, all of that uh, because I have done that in the past, but I haven't been able to do it since pre-COVID. Uh, so I'm really hoping to do that again. A couple of local schools in Orange County have reached out to me, but you know now it's so late in the school year and they've already booked so many things uh, yeah. we're over toward um, the fall. Uh, but I did get a, another speaking inquiry uh, for a fundraising event for uh, an autism uh therapy program in school that focuses on the DIR floor time approach in Houston, Texas for November. So I'm going to be, and they're covering 
the cost of that as well. So Holy I'm, crap. I'm flying to Texas. I'm, I'm traveling a bunch this summer. I'm headed to Nashville in July, going to reunite with Oliver in Haven and hopefully Yay. some other people. And from there, I'm going to Michigan to see my best, best, best friend from Idol, Rachel, who's like my best friend I've ever had in my entire life. Oh my gosh. That's so and, sweet. Then, and then from there, I'm uh, going to pay a visit to Chicago, crash over there, uh, hopefully play a show there, reunite with some friends over there. Uh, then I'm going to go to Boston. Hopefully after Boston, I can go to New York City. Washington, uh, D.C., where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Washington, D.C. before. I love it over there. Uh, but I've never been to New York City or Boston. So uh, I have family in uh, Virginia and in the D.C. metropolitan area. So uh, I think so, that's over there too, right? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. in Maryland. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. We only have two minutes left, which is like very sad. Oh no, that's all right. <laughs> um, but I might email you about a potential speaking opportunity that you might be interested in. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, go, go to my, uh, the Google form and I, I have all the questions and you can provide all the details. I'd be so, so excited to do that. And I'll work around your schedule and I'll give you, give you a quote and I'm willing to negotiate the quote as well. Awesome. It would Love be for, um, it's not actually for youth, but it's like, I'm the co-chair of our diverse ability ERG at Habitat for Humanity. So like, it would just be like kind of an informative session and maybe you could do a few songs if you're interested. Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. I'd be so down for that. I, I I'll do any audience. Absolutely. Okay. Yay. I'm so excited. Really cool. Really cool. Thank you so much for reaching out on, on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm sad that this is about to close up, but I'll definitely share links to your, to tranquilize the foundation, the concert and anything else that I take from this conversation. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I really appreciated this conversation. Do you want to plug your social real quick? Yes. Um, everyone go follow me on, uh, uh, all socials at Aiden Boyer, no dots, no underscores, just A-D-I-N-B-O-Y-E-R um, on most platforms. Uh, I am mostly active on Instagram though uh, and, and uh, Facebook as well. I do cross-posting there. Uh, I do TikTok every now and again. I used to be really, really big on TikTok back in the day, but, but not anymore. Uh, so I, I, but I'm mostly active on Instagram. Uh, if you have any inquiries about anything, uh, I'm most likely to read your messages. If you email me at adamboyer at gmail.com, uh, I do look at my Instagram DMS more than anything as uh, well. So, uh, set, shoot me a DM if, if you'd like to send me a message, I read, I read as many as I possibly can. And I value all of your kindness and all your words wholeheartedly. Thank you so much. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. I can't wait thank to you. edit this and listen to it thank a thousand you so times. Much. You as well. What? <laughs> I just came with the corniest one. I'm not even going to do that. Uh, you have to. Or yeah, that sounds sweet. Like the a neighbor. Idol Nation's there. <laughs>